At last, he thought, he had finished his climbing, but he had, he had come only halfway. No, that was wrong. It was already flat here. Where had the lights that he had fixed on gone to? He continued walking with a feeling of disbelief. The place where he stood was apparently the ridge of a rather high dune. Why ever couldn't he see the lights from here? A feeling of apprehension paralyzed his legs. Perhaps his previous laziness was the cause of his failure. He slid down the steep slope, headless of the direction. It was unexpectedly long ravine, not only deep but wide too. Many lines of rippling sand lay tangled and confused at the bottom. They troubled his judgment. Even so, he couldn't understand at all why the lights of the village were not visible. So uh, this is an extract from the book that we're currently reading with Max. It's called uh, The Woman in the Dunes, which we mentioned in last episode. Uh, we read part two, and I'm joined with my uh, co-host today. Max Chopin's. Um, last names, I guess we are now. Okay, now we are. Um, so we'd finished at the end of part one last time, and we finished part two, which was quite a uh, significant part of the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, we the, learned a lot real, more. You know, the, the real, real meat and potatoes. Exactly. Um, That's exactly what I wanted to say. Yeah. Uh, we learned a lot about the um, well, the the plot progresses a lot, but um, now. But also, if you look at it in in the entire part, it nothing changes. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was going to we'll say. Come back to From that. part one to part two, he's always in the same spot, almost, until the end he runs. Yeah. Um, but he still ends up back where he, he started in, at the end of part one. Exactly. Yeah. So um, the basic plot is that uh, this man is a teacher who leaves uh, for a vacation uh, next to the beach yeah, to, uh, to uh, find insects yeah. and store them and find new insects. Especially, he's interested in sand beetles. Mm-hmm. But he gets... Um, in a way, uh, captured by villagers who force him to clean sand every night with uh, a woman. So he's trapped in a hole uh, in a house which is in a hole of sand, yeah. and he ha- he's forced to dig the sand out. But they they pref- these villagers preface that with, "Do you want to stay the night?" And here's a house that you can stay in. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so in this, so he was we he just been trapped basically when we ended part one. Yeah. Um, in this part, the plot really expands on his relationship with the woman with who he's trapped with because she's just a normal villager who's used to this and who uh, it's her choice to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's he's really thinking about ways to escape. He he's that's, really that's obsessed really, with it. Through everything that goes on and everything that he experiences with the woman. He still holds on to him wanting to escape. That's always his goal, even when he builds a relationship with her. Exactly. And I definitely feel like he's... um, The writing, in a way, becomes more and more erratic as the plot goes on. So it's more vague. It becomes... He he starts remembering things from his past a lot more. Yeah. Um, And and he's also just like... These things we were discussing just now with... uh, like the little pieces of uh, conversation and just some of his thought that's very literally transcribed and then put in the text. He's just becoming... I'm not sure how I'd say it, but he's obviously uh, kind of losing it. Definitely. How long he's been stuck here. Yeah, we definitely feel it. And at one point, he manages to uh, escape the hole through yeah. many attempts. And uh, we really feel like his thoughts are, are completely all over the place. Yeah. Um, especially when he's uh, escaping, he's he's completely panicking. He doesn't know where he is. And um, throughout the book, I really thought that his mindset was that he was very much superior to the villagers. So every time he's like, oh, they don't yeah. understand me. They don't understand the greater picture. And I feel like he's the one who doesn't understand his yeah, situation. Yeah, there's definitely... Uh, he asks the woman a couple of times and he shouts at the at the man at the top of the at the hole where the house is. He, he's trying to understand why these people accept living this way. And when he escapes, we kind of find out that 
the people living in the village actually used the people living in the dunes kind of as slaves to sustain their lifestyle. Definitely. He also, uh, he, he, when he goes and he finally gets to the village when he's escaped, he sees like this pond and he, he kind of reflects on how he literally says that like the slaves are putting in all this work for this little piece of like luxury. Exactly. Yeah. So he, he really, he does eventually learn more and maybe also that's why he's less resistant at the end. Because yeah. He, yeah. He, he, so yeah. Yeah. So he, he escapes the hole and um, so he runs for a long, long time mm-hmm. and he gets recaptured after running into a uh, sinking sand, I guess. Yeah, they say it was like mountains that piled. I was a bit unclear about. I'm that, pretty sure it's sand. Um, I don't know how you call it in English. Yeah, it's. Um, it's. Um, but it's. I know what you mean. There's a name. For moving it. sand. I don't no, know. no, no. But it's sand that in which when you walk into you you sink in, and so um, once he gets caught, he completely gives in. So he's like, I'm never gonna try to escape again. Yeah. He's even but, like, if they but ask. That yeah. stems from him accepting accepting that like he's gonna die yeah yeah he's 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 like a trapped animal in a way he accepts that he's lost and yeah. he, he he even says i would accept to defecate in front of them if they asked me to yeah. at this point and it's it just shows um how much his resistance has been crushed by this failed escape um also because he's been physically crushed exactly by the, by the yeah. run there's a lot of parallels in throughout the entire book between uh, physical state and then what that reflects mentally yeah he's a very um he i f- i found that he has two sort of mindsets okay so he has his scientific approach which is like the teacher slash insect uh, enthusiast yeah but he also and, has and with that ordinary citizen exactly who has these rights and things like who's that. like oh you can, you're not allowed to do this to me exactly. and the second one is more uh philo- philosophical approach right. which is like oh why do these people accept uh being here when you know and he's like why why am I the one trapped? And then there's also a short story about the postcard uh, a postcard vendor who came to a village yeah. a while back this and got village. trapped. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Except he died very early of sickness or yeah. because he was too weak. And he really reflects on that. He's like, oh, this village doesn't care if I'm sick or not. They yeah. don't care if they just consider me a slave to do their, their but dirty he, work. He does get he gets sick in the beginning. Yeah, but he, he pretends a lot as well. Yeah, but that is like he he says then that that skips five days ahead because he was like in and out of consciousness and stuff. So he does also actually get sick. And he he thinks the village is going to call a doctor or something, but they never do. And at one point he's like because after a while he starts pretending to be sick so he can not work and mm-hmm. think about his plans to escape. Right. And at one point he realizes that they're not going to call someone. He's just going to be led to die if if he actually does die. Yeah, that's, so he decides to change his strategy. Yeah, they're very much helpless feeling that he experiences there. Definitely. And there were many points in the beginning where I was like, why doesn't he just... Uh, I, I thought of many different ways of which he could escape. Yeah, so the book kind of makes you... You really go into his perspective. Yeah, so you're like, oh, how could he escape? Out. Yeah, exactly. Why, why is he freaking out like this? Yeah. And um, so at one point I was like, why doesn't he just like take a few pieces from the house and build a ladder? And at one point he does try this, which made me very happy because I was, <laughs> yeah. I was quite annoyed about this. Yeah. And he does. And then we realized the, the wood is completely rotten by the sand, so he's unable to do this, which is a decent explanation. And I felt much better after. I was like, oh, okay, I get why he doesn't do this. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad that he manages to escape at one point because it really... It's in a way he reaches his goal, but then right after he realizes that that wasn't his goal, and that he he was unable so? to escape. I think he just at, he still wants to get out. I'm but not he, sure. He we're at the point when, where he just came back, so yeah, we're okay. we're unsure. But it's, when he's running, he also uh, when he's in the village, surrounded by all the villagers, they have their flashlights, and eventually they like they force him into this quicksand. Yeah. Oh, quicksand. Okay. But yeah. uh, 
he he's like I I don't have a second chance. This is my only chance. I need to act now. And then uh, maybe to your point, then he freezes up. He doesn't know what to do. He stands still. He realizes that also he thinks that they're forcing him to the right of the path because they want him to get stuck at the sea. And so he he's like, oh, I've outsmarted them. I'm gonna go left now. Yeah. And then he gets stuck. So then he realizes he's like, oh, I'm not as I'm not as smarter as I'm not as superior as yeah, I thought I to these people. Yeah. They've outsmarted me, and I'm I, I can't anymore. Yeah. It's exhaustion, and I guess mental exhaustion as well in a way he can't escape um but still i mean you know we can decide with the villagers and them being smart and all these things but at a fundamental level what's happening is still just him being kept and and used as a slave exactly it's 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 becoming natural to us now that we've read so much but if you take a step back you realize how horrible this is yeah but in a way this is quite a positive thing for the author he's really managed to get us into the mindset of the right. of the villagers i also or think the... he purposefully made uh the main character flawed well yeah and also kind of just it's very hard to like him i feel exactly you so you can yeah. live with him and un- understand what he's going through but i like i i'm with the woman on this one sometimes yeah sometimes yeah. He, he says he says or does something horrible and i'm like why why would you do this how yeah. how but I guess also we're he's, not in he's a situation. very abusive to the woman. Yeah, while she is so clearly not. Uh, yeah, she's like a like a in a way like anything. she's like a, a pet dog or something. She would never like yeah. strike back. She's very yeah. humble and and accepts what he he does to her. Yeah, like when the, when he she's finally childish. Gets, yeah, when he finally gets the water. Uh, yeah, with the bucket. that was horrible. He like shoves her. Yeah, aside it it says like he tramples there. her to the ground and yeah. grabs the water because yeah. they spend a long time without water. As he takes the woman because hostage. They, because they weren't working. Exactly. Yeah. So he takes the woman hostage and he's like, until, uh, I, until I'm freed, I'll never let her go. And they decide to remove water from, from, the, from the house, basically. Mm-hmm. So he, they become very thirsty and they're forced to work again. So I think that's one, also one of the parts where his will is broken. Yeah. He's like, oh, I, I can't defeat them. They're too, they're too overpowering. And that ca- kind of brings us back again to, the, to what a big uh, role physically and symbolically sand plays in the whole definitely just because of it's such a huge motif yeah. and him being trapped in like that like his bugs almost yeah it's a very nice parallel exactly they, and even do. the quicksand uh is also sand yeah. and he, he he thinks he's done and then right back in the sand gets yeah. him again and like we were uh, saying when he's running and he's having all these thoughts <clears throat> he was also uh he mentions like oh i forgot my potassium cyanide oh yeah which helps him trap the bugs and then he gets trapped and brought back to... Well, ah, I hadn't thought of that. That's a, that's yeah. a good insight. Yeah. Definitely. Well, that, that escape scene is just... I think it's the most, one of the most interesting parts. The it's most... the climax of the book. Exactly. Oh, wait, we don't know what happens in the, in the end, but I, I don't see him escaping Having again. such an action-packed moment. Yeah, I see him just honestly staying there, and then either the book just ends with him there, or he dies. It's uh, one of those things. But you mentioned this to me. Another part of the chase scene is when... Um, He's thinking back at, to the woman in the house, and he's like, "Oh, I I remember when she she really she was saving up money to get a mirror or a radio, yeah. which were two very, he thinks they're very basic things, but in his in her world, it's such a huge, unattainable goal yeah. that he thinks he's like, when I when I escape, I'll send her back a radio. Mm-hmm. So in a way, this kind of um, made me feel better about the main character because. Once he's escaped, he realizes what he's lost. And, and he realizes that the woman is not the antagonist. Exactly. He, it's he's the like, villager. He says, he's like, if, if they go to court, he'll definitely defend her mm-hmm. and against oh, the other yeah. villagers and protect her yeah, from he prison. He says that in part one, I think, even. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I feel like once he's, um, in a way, once he's left, 
he realizes what he's lost and he in a way he kind of wants to return because yeah. he starts running back to the village yeah he, he thinks kind of back in a lost... of the woman a lot during, exactly. while he's running uh, so we don't know if this is back, yeah. maybe he's like in a feverish like sort of mindset and he's thinking about everything that's been going on because he's we, we still have to remember he's like physically very uh, very weak yeah mentally as well he's been trapped for so long in the mm-hmm. sun and the sand and now that he's free he, he barely believes it he's like oh I'll send her back a radio and stuff yeah and he thinks about the mirror and he says the mirror wouldn't last in the sand because the, the back yeah. of it would completely crumble. And I thought that was a very interesting point. Yeah, that was nice. Uh, he does say that the mirror is only works if you have two people, which I thought was weird. Because it's, it seems just like the way when he first mentions the mirror, I think, oh, like entertainment. not Exactly. Thing, but for the woman. So oh, yeah, he says, he says it's... But he's like, it wouldn't work if you don't have another person. I remember, he like says, um, with the two objects, he said the two... He realizes, he has this flash, he's like, the two objects have in common is that they connect people. That's right, With yeah. each other. And I get the radio, because you can hear voices and yeah. stuff, but the mirror is more, I guess... Maybe he meant connect someone with themselves. themselves. Yeah, Ooh, but, yeah. Nice. but I mean... I don't know, I'm it's sure. a bit weird. Yeah. But may- maybe we're just not get- getting something there, or maybe that goes back to him being so delusional and lost exactly. mentally he's, at this po- he's point. He's so... Yeah, he seems so frightened and, and lost. Yeah. I feel kind of bad for him in a way. But, yeah. yeah, it's very interesting in the way that the story is told and how the style of the writing changes. Yeah. Um, I think that the author does this very well. Yeah. And um, the only thing that remains constant throughout the whole thing is the woman. She stays the same. Mm-hmm. Um, but also she lacks really much personality to change exactly so it's hard for her to she's, she's very hard to to pin down so we yeah. don't really know what she's thinking no. like we hear about her backstory a bit with the she had a husband and, and a child who both died in a yeah. tornado of but sand then at the end of uh, part two when they ca- when he went he goes digging for the bones he tries to find the bones where she tells him yeah. yeah but every time she tells him a different spot in the garden and she's like oh yeah. i don't know anymore the, yeah. maybe they they went they they maybe the sand <laughs> moved to another part and and at that point he says i realized that she was lying to me yeah. so we're really unsure whether or not she actually had a family or if the family i, I don't think so i think that she just that's just something that she uses to try and make and him want to stay there more to, to kind of or maybe even for herself for her. she's trying to to okay yeah to back up her her reasoning behind this maybe she's gone completely crazy yeah. as well like he's kind of going through right now mm-hmm. um or maybe the she, she's actually not lying but she just doesn't remember yeah. which is a possibility but seems very unlikely in the way that after she explains she starts crying mm-hmm. which is very rare for her she doesn't really show emotion that much so maybe she realizes how horrible this is. Yeah. Uh, I think something that we need to touch on is the, the kind of the intimacy that we have between the two characters contrasted with that, the, the violence and verbal abuse that he gives her. There's He's... also especially scenes where they bathe each other. And uh, maybe... Not so much explicitly sex, but very much a physical... Touching or... Connection, yeah. Oh, no. Um, but I definitely... Yeah, that's very interesting. It feels kind of like two animals trapped in a cage in a way. Okay. But, like, they're forced to, to come together at one point because they're staying so long together. Mm-hmm. And so, very often he's like, oh, this was very animalistic, her connect- his connection with her. And yeah. as soon as he's done with her, he immediately goes back to his own mindset. Side, almost, yeah. And he says there are two different personalities to a man. The one uh, during intimacy and right after or the rest of his life where he's very much more um, thinking with the head mm-hmm. instead of his heart. And yeah. he says there are two different personalities. And I think that's very interesting because... 
of course, yeah, as soon as he's done with her, he immediately goes back to hating her and yelling at her yeah. and beca- being very abusive. But that's also something we shouldn't see as personal to her, but just or more him. Yeah. a manifestation of, of his, his being trapped. Exactly. His, his aggression has to his go His mindset somewhere. is completely lost in, in, the, in the sand. In the sand, yeah. Um, another interesting point that I mentioned last episode is the use of pronouns. So they never say the names or the... Uh, so they say the man and the woman. They do say the name of the guy. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was going to say. Okay, okay. I, they only say it one time. In, and that's in one of those conversations. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And they say he's called Nikki Jumpe, yeah. which I think is the first time I've heard the name in the book. Yeah. I'm not sure, but I think so. Yeah, they didn't even ma- we come back to the very beginding. Yeah. Because that's a lot of foreshadowing and that relates a lot back to this part. In a way, yeah, the introduction. Yeah. But I think, but they yeah, they say the man. Either. The yeah. man intended to collect insects that lived in the dunes. So they don't even say his name no. in, the, in the police investigation, I think. Yeah. So... Um, and he often reflects back to a man who was, I guess, his friend at school. Yeah. Um, I remember his name. It was like, uh, it was, it's not even his name. It's, his, it's a nickname uh, in relation to him looking like a, looking like a circle of paper, they say. Oh, really? Yeah. The, um, it's a fellow, t- the, oh, I found it. <laughs> Whoa. That's crazy. Like, oh, the Mobius The Mobius circle. circle. Yeah. So um, um, he, he calls him the Mobius man yeah. in relation to the fact that he looks like a Mobius circle. Which is a circle of paper, which is never really defined, and so even when relating to other people outside his his little world, he still doesn't use names, which is quite interesting. So uh, here I found the page where they say what the Mobius uh, paper is. Yeah. So someone had once commented that the man resembled a Mobius strip. A Mobius strip is a length of paper twisted once, the two ends of which are pasted together, thus forming a surface that has neither front nor back. Okay. So. Um, this is quite interesting because the man is really defined as quite a philosopher. Mm-hmm. When he thinks back to conversations with him, they're often having a conversation about very deep thoughts, very deep concepts. Yeah. And apparently he's really marked um, our protagonist because he always thinks back to him more and more as his... Yeah, but uh, maybe this, this multi-sidedness of the Mobius circle also goes back to what we talked about with just his personality being so ever-changing and different in different times. So Definitely. Undefinable, kind of. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> and maybe it's not even one person, the Mobius man. Maybe yeah. it's a group of, like, his friends, for example, that he's all melding into one yeah. because of his state and how trapped he's been and how long he's been in the sun. Yeah. I think we should also maybe consider how much of this is... I mean, that's a big assumption, but how much of it is actually reality? What is what is actually happening and what is kind of his delusion? Definitely. Because I think in the last part, we'll kind of go back to what we saw in the first chapter where it's uh, kind of a third-person perspective on, on him everything running. that's going. Yeah. No, I mean, like, on, on, on him being gone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we might just go back to that, and, and then maybe the end, yeah. we'll see uh, if any of the things that we've been told through him actually happened or not. Definitely. Because it, That'd be an interesting... Because of the state of mind, and because it is from his perspective, although it's not first person, he, he may have... You know, there may be some discrepancies in the way the story is told and what reality is. Exactly. Is. It's yeah. very uh, interesting. And also, I think that the end of the story is going to be very defining in the way that we see the book. Yeah. Like, is he going to go back to the woman and be very friendly with her? Is he going to be completely, I guess, uh, dis- desensitized? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess what you mean there. Yeah. Um, to, to the outside world. So he's going to be just a blank sheet of paper doing his work all night and sleeping during the day like the woman is. 
or is Maybe he going to try escape again? I doubt that he's going to attempt many escapes again because he's. I can't think of another way of him escaping. No. He's tried everything. And they'll be more cautious. And even now. Exactly, and he seemed completely broken when he got caught again because he's trapped in the sand, and he's he he, he realizes that he's gonna die, and he starts screaming. He's like, "Help! Help!" Yeah. He and gives up. Exactly. Yeah. He, he calls for his pursuers to come to him. Mm-hmm. And that's the point where we, we, we as the reader realize that he's not going to And he even escape. says uh, he'd rather live on without individuality than die. Exactly. So he's willing to give that up just to have life. And I feel like at this point he's maybe realized the perspective of the woman and yeah. why she does this all the, all the time and how he maybe will adapt to the situation yeah. differently in the future. Um I'll be also interested to find out if he still cares about his insect collection after this. Like, will this personality trait change because of how yeah. futile he realizes the situation is? <clears throat> or will he actually um, keep going with his old, um, I guess, personality traits? Yeah. Uh, just uh, kind of to wrap up talking about the book. Uh, yeah. In the, one of the last pages, last chapter of part two, when, he's, when he kind of slips back into consciousness, when he has a drink of water, and then there's a spider... Oh yeah, and that's a very. Moth. And he kind of describes it in depth. Yeah, he hypothesizes that the spider has uh, learned that uh, bugs that a spider usually eats are attracted to light, and so and but these lights are all man-made, so the spider has adapted to man-made to trapping the moth. So is he now the trapped moth, and are the villagers the spider? Definitely. Like, I'm glad you brought up this point yeah. because it's very interesting. And also, he says that. But the moth also, in a way, has adapted to human-made things because he doesn't fly he says to the moon. She doesn't fly to the moon, and I yeah. thought that was a very, very yeah. good, like, fr- well-phrased sentence. Mm-hmm. I thought this was very interesting because it's, it's very beautifully true. written. That exactly. last part, yeah, it's and, and it's very much at the core of truth because of what he's been through. Exactly, and he he's sort of in his bed. He's smoking. He's he's thinking about everything, and it's very interesting yeah. in the in the way that he sees this and reflects in a way on himself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I'm really looking forward to uh, reading more yeah. and finishing this book because I think we're more than three quarters in the way through. Yeah. Part three is seems to be a much shorter part than part one and part two. I think it'll be very conclusive and not so much focusing on the man and the woman anymore, but more on a, on that exactly. perspective from the outside. Uh, yeah, I don't think we can do an entire podcast on that last part because it's so short. Maybe we, we had another think, idea. Oh, yeah. Uh, the thing I sent you, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, that would be interesting. Um, since right now most of the people who listen to this podcast are people who we know and mostly our fellow students we thought it'd be maybe interesting to take a book or some poetry or something like that that we have to read for school and then just kind of look at it and analyze it in the way that we've been doing yeah and give our own insights maybe this could help some students or even people that aren't maybe they don't connect with the book that we're reading because they are reading it themselves yeah so maybe this would help um you guys be more interested in a way um, um, yeah, I'd also like to make a special shout out to, to Angat, who's been very helpful. Yeah, He's given us a, a fairly good amount of points, like making bullet points before filming a podcast, even though we still don't do that. Yeah, um, we, I, think, I, I think the free form of just conversation could be, and the awkwardness exactly. that comes with that is also a, a, a part good, of the conversation. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But we appreciate uh, yeah. any uh, good reviews, constructive criticism that we could get. Yeah. Um, Someone just started drilling right outside our studio. <laughs> our studio. Yeah. But yeah, um, definitely. Um, you guys, thanks for keep uh, for keeping up the, the listening yeah. levels. I think we're pretty much the same as episode one, so yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, 
I also quickly wanted to just say we also have an Instagram and a Twitter as much as I hate to bring social media Link into in the this, description but like to kind of see what we'll be looking at in the future and just kind of our thoughts on uh, things that we'll be discussing yeah, that or might even, be interesting for you to look at exactly or even where we're at uh, in terms of filming the podcast like yeah. when's the next one coming yeah. out so the, et cetera. it's on Twitter and Instagram if you just type in book boys podcast you'll find it and the podcast is also now on iTunes which I'm very happy about that's really cool I might, I might get my parents to watch this oh. so uh, mom if you're watching yeah. hello um, and but we, yeah. yeah we also want to start maybe doing little parts filmed that we can then put on Instagram or Twitter yeah but that's I mean this only third episode and so, we plan to do a whole lot more yeah we're still very much uh, exploring different, different uh, stages, yeah. yeah but I feel like we have a good concept right now yeah um, like it's also a good base for us to enjoy it. exactly we're having a lot of fun recording these so yeah um, yeah, I hope you guys are having as much fun as us listening yeah. to it. Uh, yeah. I think that was, was a, a, a pretty interesting uh, podcast. Yeah, I thought we did a good job. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thank you guys we'll for listening. We'll see you guys next week, I think. Soon. Soon, yeah. Soon. We don't have a, a schedule, so. Yeah, okay. Thank Bye. you for listening. Bye.